Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Hey, Johnny, what's up? Hey everybody, this is episode 13 of the iClan podcast. Right now we just have Isaac on, but um, we should have Trevor, the winner of the New Jersey. Uh, are, are you are you talking you know, to guest three? He screwed everything up. Okay, never mind. I was starting the show, but okay. Oh, are we starting the show? I am sorry. I thought we'd wait for uh, the guests. We usually do, but I was uh, I was uh, doing something different tonight. Never mind. <laughs> I am so sorry about that. Hey, so uh, guest stories may um, just throwing that out there. We should have Trevor on. Matt texted me. He won't be. He pretty sure he won't be on. Hopefully next week. He will and be on. Hopefully uh, next week. Right. He said hopefully. Um. He's going in. He's on a walk or something. And that really, that was about. Did you ever get a hold of the Ohio winner? The yeah, James is his name. He'll be on. Okay, cool. He's actually really excited to be on. Oh, okay, whatever. Oh, <laughs> so um, well, I'm sick. Well, I'm not sick. I have like allergies or something. I don't know what's going on. I was fighting earlier. All right, so um, who's, who's the guy that edited Sergio? What's his name? I'm really bad with names. That's Justin. Justin and Yodo. Darth Yoda. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know. It's I know it's Darth Yoda. Is he going to be on? Yeah, we have a we have a pack show tonight because I didn't know who I didn't know if we were having Matt or not, so I decided to invite invite everybody <laughs> because Matt's not on, so I can't yell that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the reason. It it Lou called me earlier, so I'm like, okay, whatever. Trevor will be on. And then I can just mute if you if I don't like you. You don't like me, man. Ugh. Then I'll meet you. I I'm gonna be mute happy tonight. I'm just war- I'm just warning anyone. I'm gonna meet myself. All right. Hey, um, so how many fantasy fight bucks do you have? I'll talk to you uh, offline. Okay. <laughs> I think um, we might we might just split the bucks now. We the per the two people I play test with are willing to uh, just split it with me, so I don't have to deal with because I would just spend spend them, but because of I, but. Yeah, we'll just talk offline. All right, that's cool. Oh, so have you gotten your Gen Con ticket yet? Yeah, I got I got the press pass a while ago. Oh, but nice. I have to have, but I have to have press I do have to use my press credentials. So. But, I mean, that just says 
I don't even have I don't even have updated press credentials. I have press credentials from when I used to work at the TV companies. So I mean, I can just use those. Well, there's this press and an ID an ID code. I still need to get my ticket. Oh, I thought. Wait, why didn't you get it when we talked? Because there were four openings for X-wing. Wait, what? When we were talking, you were like, "I don't think there's any openings." And you're like, "We're going to go get my badge." And then I logged in. There were still four slots open for X-wing way back when. Oh man, no! Whoa, I would be a little upset if there was openings. I, I don't remember there being openings. Yeah, when I logged in, there were like four openings. Yeah, they must. But now there's not. They probably they, they ran out like real quick. Because because here's how, here's what happens. So as soon as they can, sell out, they no no you can hold up to you could hold up to four hours that day and then it goes down to two. So people were probably holding and not paying for the tickets and that's how four openings opened up real quick. And oh. They probably disappear, and then they'd probably disappear. Oh. So people probably hit, um, probably hit the thing, and um, that's why. Right. Maybe it's just the two of us tonight. Yeah. No. No, Jim. We, we have a preview tonight. I know it was. It was. It was pretty sweet to see uh, see a really strong offensive with uh, that one guy. I, I like how they give him. I'll I'll talk about it. I don't but know. I, I like him, but he's not. He doesn't have a lot of hit points. No, he doesn't. He has eight. Yeah, I didn't but like that it, either. He gets plus one block though. It it won't matter though. Where are our guests? There's no guests. People said they were calling in. It's okay. Just give them time. I think James is going to wait till uh, right at Oh, here's the go. Here's Lou. What up, Lou? What's up, Lou? Hey, how's it going? Not much. We're just How waiting for people. We're just waiting for people. Yeah, I assume. Are we the only two on right now? Yeah. Oh, no. Isaac's on. Howdy, howdy. Hey, Isaac, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great, you? Yeah. Okay, I'm off my walk, so <laughs> good time to talk on the phone. Oh, you get your uh, Gen Con pass yet? Yeah, I I run games, so I get it given through our gaming group. Very so, cool. For a while. Very, but, very cool. Yep. And uh, I, I don't think I'm going to get to play in any of the Fantasy Flight stuff this year, which kind of stinks, but whatever. What? Um, Why? 
because I, uh, I judge stuff and I um, help run a whole group. And Saturday is eaten up by uh, my judging. And then Thursday, which would be the X-Wing, is eaten up with the Star Wars Miniatures Championship. So I thought about Armada on Sunday, but I will I went with the sealed and uh and Star Wars Miniatures over that. I'm not seeing Imperial Assault Nationals. It's there. There were still seventeen spots right. yesterday. There was how many spots, Johnny? There were 17 left yesterday. Oh, that's they sold, they sold a lot more than I thought they would at this time. They dropped it. Like I said, they dropped it down to 96. There was one 28. Hey, we got Trevor on tonight. Sweet. Yeah, hey, guys. I knew Trevor was coming on. Is Trevor on yet? Hey, what's, up? what's up? Is Trevor on? We haven't yeah, talked to you for a long time, man. How, how have you been? Oh, I've been good. Yep. Uh, I, um, I played in the New Jersey Regional last uh, last Saturday. It was fun. How'd, how'd you do? I won. I went 16-0. I won the whole thing. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I know that. Johnny told me. Right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, very nice. We'll talk, to, we'll talk about that later in the show. I don't want to ask questions right. now and then forget to ask them later. Right, how's my third favorite Canadian doing, Trevor? Uh, how's what, sorry? My third favorite Canadian doing. Your third favorite? <laughs> well, I don't know who that is, because I'm your first favorite, but anyway, I, I see he's probably doing pretty well. The, the two in front of you are hot girls, so they they not necessarily go in front of you. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, life is good, yes. Well, that's good. All right, so you guys uh, want to go ahead and start the show? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome to IA Command Podcast. This is Tori Ease. And with me, I have uh, Johnny. Johnny B815. There you go. And then, uh, as some of you guys might remember, there is no try. Yeah, that's uh, me, Trevor. All right, Trevor, good to have you back. And then we also have Lou on tonight. Uh, and a little bit later, I think we'll have uh, James back on. So we'll have a pretty pretty full show. Uh, Matt, Haida, Haida77 will not be on tonight. Uh, hopefully he'll be back next week. But, uh, well, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the show. Uh, Trevor, you just won a regional, right? I did, yeah. All right. <laughs> I had to ask him. Uh, I had to ask him. He's not here just doing a friendly visit. He actually won and is doing a friendly visit. So, what uh, what list did you bring? Um, basically, Vader's fist, the one with four officers, uh, Vader, Royal Guard, and Stormtroopers, uh, forty points. All right. But uh, so, how'd you do? You went uh, won all your games, yeah, they, right? Yeah, I won all my games. I went six and zero. I had two games that were really close. But other than that, most of them seem to be um, maybe my opponent got up to 30 points, usually less than 30 points. Um, yeah. So I only went one, had one game go to 10. So that's because from Star Wars Minis, I'm, I've learned to play quickly, so I was not, not usually taking very long to make a move. So that tended to make things go quicker. Usually most of my opponents are pretty quick, too. So. 
All right, that's great. So what games came down to time? Was that the close game that came down to time, or did you have some of the... the... Um, let me see. I know my, my very first game um, went to time. Um, I don't really know why. I think it was just we were playing a little bit slower as both of our first game. And also he rolled a bunch of X-Men or a bunch of dodges on his attacks. Like several times I was playing against Rebel Saboteurs and like three or four times the same guy kept on dodging, <laughs> which really hindered what I could do because then I, you know, because of his blasting, I couldn't move my guys as freely as I needed to. So anyway, yeah. All right, so your close games, what kind of uh, list did you play against on your close games? Oh, man, I had this awesome close game. Um, he's the guy who I also played against in the finals. In the end, I forget his name. I'm not good with names. It had um, two elite E-webs and two regular E-webs, and I think two officers, um, and I think one elite officer, maybe I was wrong, in Royal Guard. Um, oh, that's a, that's a lot of shooting right there. <laughs> oh, that damage output of that squad was intense. The first game, this is crazy, we had it, um, which one was it? It was the one, it, it was on the Nassassi Ruins. I forget which one, which one it was, though. I think it was the one where you have to... Um, where you can, like, put damage on everyone on the outside. Right. right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was on that one, and I sent Vader in, and I did Lightning, and I did um, Lord of the Dark Side, and I did Lord of the Fist, so I had all my super cards working for me, which was handy. So I was able to drop one of his elite E-webs, but then his other guy um, just lit Vader up huge. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking, okay, fine, that's fine. I have initiative next round, so I'll be fine. And then he plays take initiative, and Vader got four health. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> so then, here's the thing. He had, um, what do you call it, um, maximum firepower in his hand. Right. But he figured, hey, if he can kill Vader... No, Vader had two health left. He figured if he can kill Vader with the first shot, then he can do this, use the second shot to kill off my other royal guard. And so, sure. like, so he got greedy and didn't play maximum firepower. Well, he basically whiffed on the first shot. He got one damage through after I rolled five defense plus one for my protectors. So he rolled seven damage, and I blocked six of it. And so Vader lived with one health, and he had to take the second shot at Vader, and this time it was without a focus. And so then this time he um, he did, like, four damage, and I blocked it all. <laughs> My Vader ah! survived with one health. <laughs> so I'm like, what? Okay, well, I thought I lost the game there, but here we go. So then I, I took down that thing and took down his, um, um, his, uh, um, his royal guard who was beside him, and basically that was the end of the match. That was the swing right there. First of all, the big defense. And second, um, um, the fact that I could then counter and wipe all of his main attacks off the map after that. Um, but that was pretty huge. And we both agreed at the moment um, that that was the turning point in the game that could have gone either way until then. So that was a heck of a game. Probably the most exciting game of Imperial Assault I've played yet. Really exciting. That, that actually sounds really close. Like when you're playing those campaigns and it comes right down to the last row. Uh, we just had somebody call in from central Minnesota. That's me, it's Dark Jetto. Dark Jetto, all right, sweet. Uh, for <laughs> those of you that don't know, when you listen to the finished product, that is going to be Dark Jetto's work, and he does a really good job. That's right. So, right. <laughs> he has to deal with the oohs and ums and uhs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make you guys sound good. Absolutely. Do a good job. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, we're just talking to there is no try here. Uh he won his regional. Uh awesome. So you had that list you said came real close. What was the other list that you said was a close game? Do you remember the list? Yeah, um the other list I think it had eight activations, I think. 
um, had two, it had elite rail guards and then it had rail guards. Um, this one was also played on the Sassy. This one is the one where you pick up like there's six different holocrons on the map and each one's worth six points or something like that. And so you just have to stand beside and pick it up and then you get it, right? Right. Well, I didn't, I didn't focus on getting those. I was trying to kill his guys. And so he ended the first round 18 points. 18 to nothing, and maybe I got a, an officer, so it was 18-2 at the end of the first round. So I was playing catch-up the whole time since then. And so at one point, he sent um, one of his guardsmen to kill my um, officer who was sitting at the back on one of the terminals, and um, and I rolled a dodge. The next round, I rolled a dodge again. <laughs> it was one of those kind of games where I got lucky there. Um, but the, the final score um, was 40-34 to 34 or something like that. Um, and so he had killed a bunch of my officers. I think he killed all my stormtroopers. Um, like it was, it was really close. Um, but I just managed to barely squeak out the last hit um, to to kill off his last officer, which brought me to forty points and didn't allow another round to happen. So anyway, it was, that was a really close game too. Um, Sounds like. But other than that, other than that, most of them were pretty um, not one sided. But here's the deal: they just wrecks things. He loves going up against. My squad had seven activations. Going up against an eight or nine activation squad wasn't a problem because it means that the guys are weaker, and then brutality just rips through them even easier, right? Right. Um, now, and now so, when I, uh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, those lists, did they have a lot of firepower with them? I mean, if they lack the firepower, then they're not getting through Vader's two black dice plus one defense. Exactly. Well, that was the issue. The biggest difficulty I had all day was those E-Webs. Those elite E-Webs are nuts. The regular E-Webs are not really a big deal, but elite E-Webs have one automatic block, and then you get protected with it. So that's two automatic blocks, plus whatever they roll on the black dice. And then so they're, it, they're, uh, they're healing themselves afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. really hard to get through. It's, it's vicious. I hadn't considered that squad, um, but <laughs> I was surprised. that There was, it was only seven activations there, too. You know, so it's not like they were weighed... Um, um, way up on activations. Um, in my opinion, if I was going to build that, I would probably build um, two elite E-Webs, Royal Guards, and maybe Stormtroopers rather than regular E-Webs. That's probably personally what I would do, but um, anyway, that's the squad he had, and it was dynamite. It was really powerful. So That sounds great. I, I like I like yeah. those kind of lists. Um, I like having the E-Webs. I like having Royal Guards. I like mixing the two and then having like yeah. the... Uh, long range plus short range that you can just pound on people. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it sounds like you did really well. So your command cards, I've heard a lot of people, they focus on command cards. Uh, the rebel players and then a couple imperial players, they won by focusing on command cards, which is a strategy that's a little foreign to me. Did you, how did command cards play in your, your strategy? Did you rely on right, well. Okay, yeah, good question. Um, actually, I, I brought my kids along with me, too. Um, I have a 10-year-old and an 11-year-old, and they both had a blast. Like, they had so much fun. This is their first ever experience of uh, competitive nature, gaming of any sort. They always knew that Dad went to Gen Con and had a lot of fun with Star Wars and and stuff, and so they kind of knew kind of what it was about. This is their first time there, and I, I can't say enough how much fun they had, and therefore how much fun I had with them. In fact, it was more fun watching them there than actually winning the thing myself. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> but with that, here's the thing. When I was training with my kids, I was practicing with them. We both had built for them both of their squads. That's about two weeks ago. And so every day, um, I would I would uh, play with each of the boys. And so um, I was continually teaching them, always be aware of what's in your hand, right? 
don't be like, right. oh, shoot, I should have done this too late, you know. Um, you're not allowed to just go back and undo stuff, right, in a competitive right. tournament. And so basically, I was following my own advice. Yeah, that's right. So I was following my own advice. And so sometimes when you get force lightning and to have three guys get together, it's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Here's the thing. A couple times I was able to change some devastating combos. I had force lightning and, and um, um, Lord of the Sith. And I started beside a guy. So I brutality, choke to finish, and then I get another turn, and so then I'll um, play uh, Lord of the Sith and then make another thing so that I could lightning or something like that. I did that like two or three different times, and basically that finishes the game right there because you kill off three or four guys in a row. And um, I also one time played Recovery in there too, so the Vader who was damaged is now not damaged anymore. <laughs> so right. I did that a couple times, and it basically ensures you a win when you can get that kind of combo going. Now, uh, you can't always count on that, so that's the thing. Like you're saying, how, import, how much do you rely on them? I don't. Um, I look at what's in my hand, and I'm like, oh, if I can use this card next round, then I'm going to set it up so that if things turn out right, then I can use it. But if they don't turn out right, then that's fine. I'll save it for the next round. Um, okay, so did you go after terminal, ter- terminals, or did you kind of ignore them and go for objectives or straight for kills? Well, Right. Well, here's the thing. You have four officers. It's easy to, to, to leave a two-point officer at a terminal all game, and it's not a problem. It's a right. good investment of points. And so that's what I did. Sometimes I, I had two terminals, so I'm drawing three cards. Because um, I can always expend the stormtrooper to do that too, right? Um, so, yeah, I was definitely always trying to get extra terminals when I could, for sure. But if it meant um, not guarding Vader, because I wanted to send that, that, um, th- that little guard over to a terminal, no, I never did that. My main job was always to get Vader in there, protect him, and let him wreck the other squad. If I have extra opportunity to take terminals after that, then I'll do that. But my prim- primary um, target, primary goal was always to just destroy stuff with Vader. If that happened, I, if that happened, I won. If that didn't happen, I'd be in trouble. Okay. So, so you said your kids... So th- this was my other question now that you brought your kids up. Your kids played in this tournament, right? Yeah, they did, yeah. How did they do? Did they do pretty well, or uh, well, kind of their they first tournament? Yeah, they both got a win because of the bye. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then in, in the last round, they had to play each other. So my oldest son beat the younger son in the last game. So actually, they didn't beat anyone except each other. Um, but they had such a great time. <laughs> in the first game, my oldest son, Zach, he had seven dodges <laughs> with his uh, level team. <laughs> and the other guy has, like, a big ATS. He's trying to shoot them all down, and he just keeps dodging. <laughs> All right, so, so that's a great old time. <laughs> um, so here's the uh, yeah. follow-up question to that: Did you did you have to beat your kids up? Did, did I have to what? Did you, Did you have to play your kids? Did you have to beat them up? No, oh, no, I didn't have to play them or beat them up. I beat them. I beat them up every time um, when we were uh, practicing. Actually, one time. So my kids never beat me until Friday morning. My son Derek, he was playing the Royal Sun, a uh, Royal Guard champion, and he rolled like two X Men. <laughs> in that game, and everything was going just right for him. Like Vader was rolling twos and threes total for his defense rolls, and his stormtroopers were hitting. And so my Vader dropped, and his Royal Guard champion survived with two health, and so he won that match. I'm like, great, this is a good start for Saturday. Sure. So, anyway. My my it, my, it kid, uh, my girlfriend, she doesn't play, uh, but if I were gonna have her play, I think I'd give her like an all melee squad. That way, she wouldn't have to calculate chances of hitting with range or anything like that. She would just know to run up and hit. What kind of squads did you set up for your kids? I kind of assume they were 
would be easy to kind of learn. You said you had rebel saboteurs, right? Yeah, well, actually, yeah, um, my kids are actually getting along, getting, uh, getting there pretty well. They understand the concepts and stuff. So, anyway, um, my, my older son, Zachary, he had, let me see, Luke, two elite rebel saboteurs. Um, he had Garkan, um, who actually works really well. I, I was surprised. Uh, when he's wounded, then you do the charge four squares and make another attack. So, anyway, I had Garkin in there, Gideon, of course, Jin, and I think that was everyone. He, he had six in his squad. Um, and then Derek had the World Guard Champion, Elite Officer, because we had no more officers left. <laughs> of course, that. Um, World Guards and two sets of Stormtroopers. So, he had just five. But I gave him that squad because it had good damage output with the World Guard Champion and with his forward vengeance and all that cool stuff that he does. Plus, he could conceivably win a game just on rolling X-Men the way that he did against me that one time. So I thought, you know what? He's the youngest. I'm going to give him the one that gives him the greatest opportunity if the dice goes his way. So um, it didn't pan out, but it was kind of fun. And he really liked the squad. So That's awesome. All right, so uh, you didn't really play four command cards. You did have some. You used them when you could get them, which is, that's, that's typically my strategy, too. Uh, so... Were there any main cards in your hand that you kind of kicked yourself for having? Maybe just one round you kind of kicked yourself. It, it didn't really work for you. It just kind of sat in your hand, didn't do anything. Oh, yeah, uh, good do you have any? Um, well, here's the thing. Um, this is a little bit off topic, but actually it's a bit on, on topic. Um, sure. I used to wonder whether Rogue Champion was better than Beta. You get another probe droid out of it, right? You save three points. Rogue Champion has the X-Men dice. Uh, that's what we call it. <laughs> um, so it, it has the possibility of being a better piece, right? But right. then you look at the card combos, and it's just nuts. At least two, maybe three of my games were one on the combo of Lord of the Sith, Lightning, and Lord of the Dark Side, two of those three, you know? So the card combos for Vader are just nuts, especially when he's got brutality and shows himself, right? Um, so... To me, that combo is just out of this world good. Those three cards in there, one you can get two of the three in your hand, it's devastating. So, having said that, um, cards that I didn't really use, um, well, everyone knows that Take Initiative is an auto-include. Um, right. Let me see. Rally, I used Rally several times. I used Recovery several times. If you have a big piece like Vader, everything, all the eggs are in one basket, basically. Um, I can't really think of any cards like that. I, basically, I never use cards that require me to use an action to gain that benefit or something like that. Like like one of them, I think it's called Exposed Weakness. Like it costs an action and then you, you next attack on that guy against Pierce 3. No, thanks. I'm going to up and attack him. You know what I mean? Um, usually, I'm moving to attack anyway. It's not too often a guy gets to sit there and attack and then he has nothing to do. Right? So usually, those kind of cards I never really touch because it just seems like too much of a, of a cost to use them. Um, sure, I mean, th- that, I card think... ha- that card has its uh, weakness, exposed weakness. Uh, it, I mean, it has its weaknesses, obviously, as an action. But I, I-, I could see it working if you have, like, an officer that could just tap them or something, and uh, it works great against other Vader lists or yeah, pro right. guard champions. Yeah, yeah. But... yeah so you combo it. So you send the weak guy, and you do that, and then you send a new big basher and uh, get some more damage to Yeah, for sure, that can work. Um, but... Uh, um, but anyway, so for myself personally, I just never really went to a lot of those cards. I always used things whenever I had it. I loved it. Um, urgency. I actually never really needed to use that one. I had it in my desk, but I don't think I used it more than once. 
and that was on the um, um, close to home mission, I think it's called, where you're just trying to pull crates back to your starting area and use slower. Um, but I actually never really need to use that because I always had the officers use my pieces if I wanted them to move far. So I guess if I was going to rebuild that deck, I'd probably drop um, urgency, which surprises me because it's such a good card. But in this squad, I didn't need it. Well, I'm, that's that's great. So the tournament, um, you only had one game come down to time, which is I kind of like to hear that. So you felt overall the tournament was well ran and everything. Oh, yeah, was... I, yeah. Our team is dynamite. His name is Scott. Um, he, he's on the um, on the FFG forums, of course, too. Um, he was just great. He was very quick with the rules, very quick with getting things um, set up and stuff. He was he was dynamite. Yeah, he was good. So how did you like the uh, map setup? Was that kind of a pain, or everyone kind of uh, knew how to do it? I love the map setup, because this was the map setup. He took the map and laid it down on the table. Uh, someone, Francis, Francis Paishow, I think his last name is. Um, anyway, he's a really cool guy. Um, he has a, a full-size printer at his home or at his work or something like that. So he printed out um, high-quality images of, the, of each of the maps. And so everyone played on just printing out maps and said, we're not going to worry about this stupid <laughs> setup thing because it'll take another 20 minutes per game. <laughs> so Absolutely. I loved it. <laughs> that, that's awesome. And then you have an extra yeah. 10 minutes or whatever to just kind of talk to your opponent, figure out what he's running, tell him what you're running. And I really like yeah. that. Oh, it was so good. Like everyone there agreed that this was so far superior than uh, to everyone taking their tiles out and setting them up and losing tiles. And, oh, it's just so much better this way. All right, so so the game's been going on for a while now. There's been a few regionals, and so I kind of want to throw this question out at you. I haven't thrown it out at anybody else. I wanted to wait till the game kind of went for a while. Um, for X-Wing, I'm sure you're familiar with X-Wing. You can just play X-Wing. Your opponent can watch you play X-Wing. The person who's coming up can watch you play X-Wing. There's not going to be a big deal. You might learn their opening moves, but typically opening moves will change in X-Wing where Imperial Assault, your opening moves will definitely change depending on what your opponent has. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but <laughs> here's the question. What what doesn't change is your command cards. Is there is there a risk at scouting in this, this game, do you think? Is there is there a concern for that? There's scouting what like knowing what your opponent's gonna have um those command cards and stuff? Yeah. Um I don't know. I guess I never would have really thought about that. I just play against whatever's across the table, and that's that's all it is. Um, oh, so you mean like, like before the tournament, knowing that this guy always plays urgency or something like that? Is that what you mean? Right. So you and someone else's top four, would you feel like you would have an unfair advantage if you watched the top the other game going on that had uh, two people playing? Uh, you knew you were oh, the winner. Oh, I see. And so, like, let's say I finish my game within 25 minutes, and then um, I'm walking around, and so then I watch someone else play. No, I don't think I would have an unfair advantage. First of all, the guy has 15 cards in his deck, and has three in his hand to start the game, right? Right. Um, Chances are he's going to draw at least another five, six during the game. So pretty much any card that's in his deck, he's going to get to play, right? I have to expect that he's going to be able to do that. Um, to say, oh, I just hope he doesn't draw his take initiative. Well, get real, it's going to happen, right? Um, so <laughs> You're pretty I, sure I, he has I, that in his hand anyways. Yeah, that's right. So, um, I don't know, I guess the way I see it... So, right now you don't feel like I there's... I wouldn't have a problem with it. 
Yeah, here's the deal. If I'm playing the game, I'm playing the semifinals, and the guy, and let's say I'm winning this game again, and the guy who just won his other game, if, if he wants to come and watch my game, he's more than welcome to. I've got no, he's got no secret, right? Um, it's not like I've built some new secret card combo in there that no one else has ever thought of, right? Right. So, personally, I would have no problem with that, but I guess I've never had anything to hide when it comes to that anyway. Like, if people know what I'm going to play, then you know what I'm going to play. But it's up to them to try to beat it. So, I guess I don't have a problem, personally. So at least at this point in the game, there's not going to be anything in your deck you feel that's going to really shock your opponent. See, the, the only the only combo in my mind that might be is if you if you're just uh, if you throw in that uh, creature card, the uh, ferocious creatures mm. or whatever that is. Yeah, See, yeah. Because you take control of their creature, they're going to not place that thing next to their opponent if they know you have that. I thought that would be a fun card just to throw in my hand if I saw a lot of creature decks. Uh, sorry, not creature decks, but creature builds. Yeah. Um, That's and, interesting. Uh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, so basically, if if I know that, um, like, if I'm playing a creature, then I'm going to want to be studying and paying attention to see if, if anyone has ferocity in their deck. That's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. Um, if that's the case, and I'm the guy who's finishing my round first, you better going to walk around. You know, if that's illegal, obviously I won't. But, yeah, I'm going to try to find out if someone else has ferocity that I know if right. I play this guy, not, not to put my next to beside all my stormtroopers. <laughs> especially, uh, especially if he's focused up with uh, Gideon or something. I wanted to kind of throw that question out there. I know there's not a lot of cards that make you go, oh, I didn't realize you had that card in your hand. I mean... Ferocity is one of those cards, but it just, it's yeah, not yeah. quite usable yet. I mean, there's not a lot of creatures. I'm hoping maybe uh, we'll get some Gundarks or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe at some point we'll get a Rancor, in which case, you know, they have to, if they do make a Rancor at some point, they have to make it awesome, in which case then I can totally see bringing Ferocity just because it would be awesome. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very good point, yeah. I mean, especially, uh Yeah. Uh, I would love to see a ranker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Baby, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it shows a picture of a ranker on there, so you know the ranker's coming, and you know that card is going to be amazing with the ranker. No, it has to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, we also have on our show... Uh, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm brand dead right now. <laughs> uh, right now, James has not logged in yet. I'm not sure if he's coming on tonight or... What's going on? But uh, Lou or Johnny or anybody else, you guys have any questions? What was uh? Did you see any crazy armies when you played there? Not necessarily like good armies, but anything that would be like super fun to play that someone else was playing. There you go. Mm. That's a that's a great question. Um, yeah, it's a good question. Um, I saw a few ATSTs. I think one had wife and another one was just a simple ATSD. Well, I guess they're not simple, but a, a straight ATSD. Um, both look <laughs> cool. I I haven't really played them much. To me, I think the coolest squad was definitely the 4EM squad. To me, that was just brilliant. Um, lots of kudos to the guy who, who did that when he came in second place in the whole event. Um, he said, basically, I either win big or I lose big. That game I, I won that I described that was super close, I won that one 40-2. But basically, if I didn't keep Vader alive, I would have lost 40-2. It was one of those kind of things, right? Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't really go for objectives. He just blows stuff up. And that's kind of the way I like to play. So to me, that one looked a lot of fun. Um, I'm definitely going to try more stuff like that in the future. Um, to me, that was probably the most inventive, creative squad. There was one squad there that was like eight activations. I don't think we had a niner. Um, the eight activation squad, 
honestly, it wasn't all that awesome. Actually, one command card, actually, going back to that previous question that I found I didn't use much, was Celebration. Several oh. of the squads I had to play against um, didn't have any uniques. The one with okay. Dia, no uniques. The other, the 8 Activation Imperial one, no uniques. And both of those are in the top four. Um, yeah, I guess that does make a huge difference. I mean, that, that, yeah, that's a good... I, th- I think that's a that's a good card, but if you don't see it, that kind of hurts. Yeah, that's it. Um, mm. I'm not going to build a squad intentionally in the unique just so that I can screw someone's one command card. But, uh, yeah, to me, that's... Uh, <laughs> I just didn't use it very often. I think I used it maybe twice, maybe three times in the whole tournament. So. So, yeah, I guess that would be one of those cards that once you draw it, it's just kind of stuck in your hand. There's Even if you want to try to create a situation for it to come up, it's never going to come up. Uh, there's no way to create a situation. Right. So, yeah, that, that's that's pretty nice to think about that. You might not want mm-hmm. to have celebration because it's not an all-rounder. It's not yeah. good versus everything. It's good versus some lists, but other lists yeah. maybe not. Um, yeah. that's, a, that's a really good point. Uh, I personally don't like celebration very much. Gives you four points, and then, I mean, you have to be going for objectives. I'm like you; I don't like going for objectives. Uh, but mm-hmm. on like the sorry, runes, where uh, you said you were playing where Vader can take the one thing, or a player can take the one area, and then all the outside will take two damage, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, leave no evidence at all. Yeah. Uh, so. Did you play that where you sent all your cheap stormtroopers and everything towards those objectives and then just Vader and the Royal Guards to the the temple thing to get the database or whatever that is? Right. Um, no, I actually sent all my weak guys, all my officers, or almost all my officers, um, all but one, and my stormtroopers. I sent them on the inside. So I figured, hey, they'll live longer there. <laughs> um, and then I let Vader and the Royal Guards go on the outside. Um, in both of the times I played on that map, I played each mission once. It was six games, six missions, so that was easy. Both times I sent Vader and the guards on the inside just because they had the beast to last long enough, and um, I figured with my stormtroopers in my office because I should be able to keep my opponent off of the terminal long enough at seven figures, where I got six figures that I sent in there. Um, so I was hoping that they would be able to hold off the bombing strike long enough that Vader and the boys could get the job done, and they did. So it worked. Yeah, yeah that's that does make a difference. Um, all right. So, uh, did you have any any other thoughts about the tournament? Any anything that I didn't mention that you would think um, would be uh, good to mention? The other players were great. It was like a good sense of camaraderie. There's a lot of fun there. My kids who are young felt totally at home. Um, so, just I think the players that we have here are great. I guess for every competitive game that comes out, you kind of wonder the kind of quality of people that are going to be playing. Are they going to be nice people? Are they going to, are they going to be totally like antisocial kind of guys, right? Um, at least the guys in New Jersey here, they're fabulous, really. Like, they're, like, friendly, funny, you know, um, good sense of humor, good gamesmanship. So, at least, I, I, that's one thing I was really appreciative of. I just love the community and the, I guess you would say the quality of players in terms of personality. To me, that's a really positive thing that the game has going, at least in this area. So, sure. I was very happy about that. All right, so that that's great. You're you're definitely a quality player. I mean, just every everyone that I've talked to so far that's won a regional, uh, they've they've deserved it. Whether they were just a really nice guy or they were just really good, uh, I'm going to put you in the really good category that you deserve to win it because you were you were good. Um, 
Now, Dark Judo, you also won a tri- uh, regional, right? Uh, I didn't win it. I, I attended. <laughs> you attended it. Okay. And But this was the FFG one? This was, yeah, at the FFG Center. All right. I am, I'm curious to know how this one went. Uh, so kind of shifting gears here. Uh, first, what was your list? Okay. Um, my list was... And I didn't want to go for like the the four royal guard four officer. I I knew that going in, so I I played with some a little variation of it. I played uh, elite royal guard, two regulars, uh, two probe droids, and then three officers. So it it was kind of a high activation list, um, but I, it was fun. It was fun to take it, and it was fun to play. And fifteen people showed up. Uh, it was at the FFG Center, so like there was swag they're giving away, which is I was awesome. So uh, had a good time. <laughs> so so how how did you place? Did you what was your uh, well? Oh, I went. I just went uh, two and two. <laughs> I only I only played uh, four rounds. Uh, so uh, yeah, both my losses were like. It was. It, it all came down to the dice, which which happens in this game. <laughs> Absolutely, it does. Um, one of the opponents just said, like, you outplayed me every single round, but uh, yeah, it just came down to that dice, and and that's what happens. But you know, it, it, it was still fun. Sure, sure. Now, did any of the FFG players, uh, not FFG players, did any of the FFG staff play in this game? I know sometimes in. Uh, the store championships, uh, people like Alex Davey or other developers yeah. actually play in the tournament. Did any of them play in the tournament? Um, w- one of the designers actually uh, judged uh, the tournament, so th- they were there. Um, okay. But, but as for, I mean, there are people that are in the credits, like as playtesters and such, that were that were playing, but but no big like. None of the big designers or, or anything were were playing, but you know these guys have been playtesting a lot. So a lot of these guys have like way more experience than than the normal people because they've been playing for like six more months since yeah, the, even before they, the game knew, came out. They knew about the game. Yeah, right. A, right. That makes, so much more makes a fair bit of difference. Um, well, I, I kind of like not seeing the the developers play at these premier level events, but I love seeing them at the competitive level. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. So, did you get any, did you get to talk to any of the the designers, the developers, and get to talk to them? Yeah, yeah, I, I talked to them just a, a little bit. And so, um, how, how do you, how do you see the game going forward? Did you ask them any deep questions that uh, were really on your mind that you just kind of wanted to know? And you were you had the opportunity to ask, and so you asked. <laughs> uh, I I didn't actually delve deep into that kind of conversation. Um, uh, it was mostly game related, uh, like in the moments, um, like I, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was all what was pertaining to the tournament at the time. All right, so. You had a good time, though, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So uh, a lot of your strategy involved uh, rolling the dice uh, wrongly, correct? I mean, your failed strategy was 
you, you made a lot of successful strategies. You just kind of rolled wrong. That's kind of how you're you're putting the the the, the failure. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of times. A lot of times you can play absolutely correctly and lose the game just because the dice come down wrong. Exactly. And I mean, that that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, were, were there any things that you look back and say, oh, if I would have tweaked my command deck a little bit, that would have been good, or any changes that you think you should have made? Um, yeah, uh, I don't know if I would have played went in with the list that I did. I, I would have, I don't know, had, had a little more fun with it. Like, I would love to see more Rebels on the, the regional winner list. I mean, it, it seems pretty lopsided right now, but I don't know. That's, some of those armies can be pretty fun. Like, I saw some fun armies there, too. That's why I kind of asked the other guy. Um, one guy was playing um, one guy was playing a General Weiss build with with just a, a Royal Guard and three officers, and he got to move around that map so so quickly. Like, he, he first ordered the, the Royal Guards, and then Weiss was able to move them again. So, really, those Royal Guards were, like, moving 15 spaces <laughs> every turn. It was crazy to watch those games. You know, I, and I, I've said this before. I, I've that just it, it kind of irks me. I, I play it like that, but it irks me that someone can run around the whole field, <laughs> get fifty movement points whenever I only get five. It's like <laughs> it's like playing against the Flash. It's like if you have the Flash, why didn't you just like kill me? You know, I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, I understand it. I understand gameplay. I just kind of wish they would limit the amount of movement you were able to do. Right. <laughs> but right. I, I I like it. Like if they put a cap, I think that would that would fix so many problems. Um but anyways, it it's thematically it doesn't make sense. Gameplay it makes sense, but it I don't know. I, I don't like it. Just thematics, I don't like it. But uh any other fun list? I mean I under, like I said, I play I play the same way if I just because I don't like it thematically doesn't mean I don't play it. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to like playing Wookiees, and whether or not it does well in gameplay, I'm still going to play my Wookiees. <laughs> so, were, were there any lists that you thought were fun, uh, other than the uh, General I, West? Uh, I played uh, another guy who had uh, uh, a and Chewy list, and... I, I, it looked fun to play, but I, I don't know how well he did uh, the whole tournament. But it, it, it was fun to see them combo together. Okay. And it would be really cool to see an army that really worked with, with Han and Chewie together. All right, so... Right, right. Um, so Johnny's kind of telling me to talk about the previews. He definitely wants us to get into the previews here. So how oh, yeah. how do you guys like the previews? Did you did you like the preview for today? Have you seen them? Oh yeah, What's for sure. What, what what was it? Those? Oh, you missed it. Okay, so they uh, <laughs> released the two heroes from the Twin Shadows uh, core set, uh, not core set expansion pack. That mm-hmm. so it's uh, Biv Burdick, I think his name is. He's a vengeful gorilla, not like a a gorilla with a U. He's a gorilla with a U. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, he looks pretty cool. Like he's this big guy with a big gun, uh, and I really like it. Like you can get three or four attacks off per turn with him. Uh, 
Okay. I mean, he looks like he's meant to take down Vader just because of how many dice he rolls. Uh, so, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of peers. That's one thing I didn't like about him. Uh, but let me get his stats up here. Uh, so he rolls a blue, a red, and a yellow die. It's a ranged attack. Uh, his health is six, or I'm sorry, his health is eight. His speed is four. He rolls a black die. He costs nine points. Uh, his traits are hunter and brawler. I really like how they threw in a hunter for the rebels. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's some good command cards for hunters. Uh, I don't remember. Uh, well, anyways, so his his stats, his um, surge abilities. He doesn't have a lot. I wasn't impressed by his surge abilities. Uh, one of them is plus two accuracy, plus one damage. That one's pretty good. The other one is just plus one damage. Uh, I wasn't too thrilled with his uh, modifiers. So hitting Vader is definitely going to be hard. Uh, he has an action called Close and Personal that uh, you perform a melee attack using a red and a yellow die. Then if the target was not defeated, you perform a ranged attack with uh, against the same target. Wow, so this is a red and then a shooter. Okay. Yeah, he gets to he gets to roll a red and a yellow and then a blue, red, yellow. So <laughs> <laughs> I like rolled five dice. Yeah. <laughs> I sweet. mean yeah. <laughs> so if if the figure's big enough he's gonna be able to attack him twice. If it's little well, you just kinda of melee him. And if mm -hmm. you need to, you can finish him off. Uh, and then he has something called Into the Fray, which this was a pretty cool one. It's while defending, if you are within three spaces of two or more hostile figures, apply plus one def or yeah, a plus one block to the defense result. So he's he gets the black die. He can block up to four damage. Uh, always plus one. If you throw a protector on him, I kind of like it. He can block five times uh, with a good roll, minimum of two if he has a blocker. I feel like he's he's really good just to throw in the the bunch. He has only eight health, so I wasn't too thrilled on that. But eight health is still quite a bit to get through. Um, so yeah, he's definitely weak but strong at the same time. I feel like. I, I hate to say this, but I feel like Royal Guards are just slightly stronger melee, though. I mean, if you have, for eight points, you have two Royal Guards versus Biv Bodark, or whatever his name is. I, I don't know if that's an A or an O. Mm. Uh, but if you have two of them, I feel like a Royal Guard is going to be slightly uh, slightly better. Um, yeah, for eight points, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it... it, it I still like that the the rebels are getting these pretty strong characters. Uh, they got another one. Well, his command card. This this makes a huge difference, which is use after resolving close and personal. If the figure was not defeated, perform an additional attack with the same target. Then you become stunned. So you to attack red, yellow, red, yellow, blue, red, yellow, blue on one target. So he's like taking all of this damage. I kind of that like is that. an effective way to drop something. <laughs> you could totally wreck it um, any web, that's for sure. Absolutely. He would and wreck any web. Yeah, he would wreck a rogue guard. 
you can use to finish off one of those and then Luke gets to make the kill shot on something else, right? So Absolutely. I can see that working well. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, while he he only is slightly worse with without command cards than two Royal Guards, um one Royal Guard card, but two Royal Guard figures. Uh I think with this command card he becomes slightly stronger. I'm sure he'll have some more command cards that's going to make him pretty tough too. And then they have this uh they have a, another female character. Uh I'm sure there's going to be an all female list out in the future and I'm sure it's <laughs> going to do pretty good. I mean, we yeah. already know Jen is really good. Yeah, she's uh, awesome, yeah. Yeah. Uh this is Saska Teft and I I really like the character art. I mean, she's like this uh she's a brilliant engineer is what what she is. Uh not sure if it's meant to be for battle or not. Uh it, they have command stuff or not command stuff, but um campaign stuff which we'll go over. Uh but her her command card, her skirmish card, she costs six points, she has seven health, four speed, one white defense die, a green and a yellow attack. I wasn't too thrilled on the attack. She gets a plus one accuracy. She gets automatic plus one accuracy. For the surge abilities, there's plus one accuracy, plus one damage. There's one for plus one damage. And then there's one for plus one, uh, I'm sorry, not plus one, pierce one, and weaken. Uh, this is the first card we have with weaken, correct? Uh, we saw a couple other, um, but... I think Tuscan Raider had it, but it's still in Twin Shadows. Okay, and what did did I don't remember seeing Weekend being spoiled. Yeah, I think they spoiled it when they first announced uh, the Twin Shadows expansion. Did they? But, what 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 was Weekend? Do you remember? <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, I saw I saw uh, the. I, I think I remember it. Yeah, yeah. Weekend is um, minus one um, surge and minus one evade. So minus one surge when you attack, minus one evade when you um, when you defend, and then at the end of your turn it's gone. Okay. So basically, it's a short term kind right. of thing, and it um, it just makes it a little bit hard. It's not nearly as effective as stun or something else, but it, it is better than nothing. So. Okay. Well, I mean, it it's definitely an interesting card. Um, she has she's a smuggler and a spy. She has a pretty cool ability. I don't like how it's a yellow die, though. But it's choose a space within... It's an action, unstable device. Choose a space within three spaces and roll one yellow die. Each figure on or adjacent to that space suffers damage equal to the damage results. Then you suffer one damage. I don't like it because it's not guaranteed damage, but it's kind of cool because you can get two damage off, you can get a couple damage off. Uh, I don't like taking the damage, though. That's the worst. That's the biggest drawback. Like, if it didn't have that, I'd be perfectly fine with that. It's it's such a gamble, and you could be, like, hurting yourself and doing nothing in the game. Uh, you know, I, I 100% agree with that. that <laughs> I, I, so if she's getting, she has low health, right? So if she's going to be hurting herself anyway, they should have made it a bet. Well, she has seven health, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's that's, that's pretty low for someone with just a white dice. Either you get an X Men or you die for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, on the you only cost six points, though. 
I, I yeah. figure yeah, yeah. I figure there's probably going to be a command card in there that's going to help that kind of like uh, Bart Bidek or whatever his name is. Uh, I'll get his name right whenever whenever I see it a couple more times. But I feel like there's going to be a command card whenever she uses that that's going to really boost that. Uh, she has one more ability, which was interesting. It was uh, Shady Contracts. You may include one non, uh, one non upgrade uh, scum deployment card to your army, so you could have an IG88 with you. At first, I was thinking. At first, I was being dumb, and I was thinking you could uh, have like the scum faction get your two rebels at her, and then add some more. Scum, and then I was thinking, no, you're scum. You 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 wouldn't take her. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of yeah. Yeah, reverse logic there. I don't know why I was thinking that, but you can take her and have an IG88, mm-hmm. uh, and, and have her, a whole bunch of rebels. And that's awesome. I I love that ability. That's her her only redeeming ability on that. Yeah. I think that's it. You could Boba Fett with her, man. Yeah, you, you could put you could put Boba Fett, or you could put the uh, Nexu. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and then I just clicked off of her, of her uh, command card here. Let me. So her command card is also going to be two points. It's one of, and I really like this ability. It's it's an action. Only she can use it. Choose a terminal. Uh, and each figure adjacent to that terminal suffers two damage. It's called Hidden Trap. It, to me, I kind of, I really like having that like battle tech kind of oh, just man. causes an explosion on a terminal. <laughs> now, if it would remove the terminal as well, I think that would be <laughs> that would be, be awesome. so brilliant. But I, I really like just doing the the two damage. Um, that is cool. So um, she doesn't need line of sight to it. She just chooses one. No, it, oh, yeah, she could anywhere on the you map. You could be clear across the map and use this. And so I, I really like this ability. Yeah. I like it not being. I feel right. like I feel like this is something that R two D two should have. Like, I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, overload I, terminal. Yeah, it's great. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel like this is going to be pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Um, campaign. She's in the campaign. Like I said, I, I really like the card art. She's like working on this blaster. She's holding it in her hand. It looks like she could shoot it. I don't know. Uh, but the art, the art is great. She's a battle technician. Uh, takes one surge, used during uh, activation for you or an adjacent figure to claim one device token. Limit once per activation. The device token comes up later which is while performing an attribute test, a figure may discard one device token to reroll one die. So I feel like this is, they're taking a lot of like uh, Arkham Horror, uh, not Arkham Horror, what's the, uh, one of the Arkham games. I feel like they're drawing a lot from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. Was somebody about to say something there? No, I was just saying, okay, that's cool. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, she has 11 health, 4 endurance, 5 speed, 1 white defense die. 
she has one other ability, which is practical solutions. When a figure declares an attack, uh, it may discard one device token to apply plus one surge to the attack results. So she does have ways to use these special tokens. Uh, other figures can use these tokens. I kind of like it. Um, I like Jen a lot more as her ability. I'm interested to see what she brings to the table as far as uh, upgrades and also her her uh, special mission. That's going to be interesting to see. Uh, the other card is going to be the Biv card, Biv Bardic, the Vengeful Gorilla. Uh, he has close and personal, takes two surge and an action, perform a melee attack using a red and a yellow die, then perform an additional attack with a ranged weapon and targeting the same figure. So exactly the same as his as his uh, skirmish card. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, except his blaster might be different. He has another ability that takes one surge, use while attacking to reroll one attack die, so kind of a build-in Luke ability. Or kind of a Jen or Dan, not Jen or Dan, but the uh, the Jedi Diala's only reversed. Yeah. So you have 13 health, 4 endurance, 4 speed. He could use 3 surge by attacking. I could see him use 4 surge by moving 1 and then using his close and personal so I'm not a big fan of him only having four endurance. Uh, yeah, that's pretty low if he's surge heavy. Absolutely. Uh, so Those again, are huge surge abilities. They Those are, are game changing. <laughs> his is definitely. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of uh, the girls. Which, uh, what, yeah. What's her name? Saska Tuft. Yeah. She seems uh, just like a, a a support character. Yeah, she does, and I feel like in a campaign you only want one support character. Right. Right. It becomes right. Yeah. just not able to do damage. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a big fan of losing Gideon though. I I love Gideon, but Saska Saska seems like she could do the the trick. Um. So in the campaign, yeah. I'm playing with my kids right now. My one son is playing Gideon, and he just got Master Stroke, and he single-handedly won the mission. Or, or not single-handedly, but he, if he didn't have Master Stroke, they would have lost the mission kind of thing. Like, it was so critical that he... Anyway, Gideon, I don't, I can't see giving up Gideon to make a, a competitive team to take Sashka. I just can't see that right now. Maybe she has good upgrades or something, but right now Gideon is so good, I can't see replacing him easily. You know, and I agree. Um, and I... I I gotta say the the characters you see a lot, you'll see Jen or Don a lot, and she's really good. I, I see her and uh Garkin as your two heavy hitters. Diala looks like she could be, but honestly the way most people build her, I don't see her doing a lot of damage uh in the campaigns that I do. I feel like she's more of a support character, so uh Teft, depending on her Abilities cards will definitely probably replace him or replace Diala. 
I'm not too big of a fan of the uh, model Diala either. Okay. <laughs> but I, I can I can definitely see Viv Viv in the and a good squad. Um. So I I think that's that's about it with the Twin Shadows. There's a couple of uh, campaign cards like the Final Stand, uh, which is an upgrade card, or the Vibrant Vibro the Vibro Bayonet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, again, these these are just kind of upgrade cards, and I'm, I'm not really going to get into those a lot. And talk for hours on how to build the perfect build. Uh, so, you guys have any any other thoughts? Looking at Viv, I think like this is the future of the Rebel faction. I mean, that they obviously want these these units to be really powerful, but right now it can't hold up to the, all the officer abuse. So I think what they're doing is they're doing what they did with Luke's command card is you either give them more activations or you allow them to have more actions than regular units. And that will, further down the line, offset that balance and kind of even things out. So you still have this small and scrappy army, but uh, these units can do a lot more than just a regular unit can do. At, at least that's, that's how it looks like they're heading. And you know what, that, yeah, that's like a great that point. Yeah. That's a great point and a great way of looking at it because you have, like, the Rebel Saboteurs or the mm-hmm. uh, the the Rebel Troopers, and the, they play exactly like that where they kind of set up for the next turn and their next turn is going to be this big, heavy hit. And when they right. hit you, they hit you hard, which which is interesting. I mean, they have fewer units, which I like, they're more costly, which I like, because you're going to see more stormtroopers than you would rebel troopers. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it, the the rebels are outnumbered by the imperial. So. Yeah, great. What I want to see is a strong rebel piece that has brutality, because the imperials have two of them, and both of them are devastating. I need, a, I think, we need a strong rebel piece with brutality, like Luke Jedi Knight or something like that. I would love to see that happen. You know, and that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so how did how did you play brutality? Did you play it where you could attack, move, and attack, or did you? Oh, play I always it? played that just single action all at once. So like basically, I would move myself into position, make two attacks, and then move away, or something like that. All right. So I always played that you had to make them both right at, right at the same time, but maybe I didn't need to do it that way. So yeah. no, I, I think uh, you do have to resolve both of them. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you can move in between attacks. Right, and you, you, I was going to say, I, I have seen people do it that way. I'm pretty sure you are right where you have to do it all at once when you, you mm-hmm. declare it. Uh, but it, it definitely, I, I think it's it's your opponent setting up wrong. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's a short hallway or whatever, which there's yeah. definitely short hallways, and it makes it hard. But you got to remember when you're facing Vader just to spread your guys out. Uh, but again, that's not always possible. So yeah. well, the maps are not big. It's not like there's six square wide hallways. Like most of the time, they're two two squares wide, right? And so right. there's not really a lot of space all the time, which is totally to Vader's advantage. Right, absolutely. And like I said, it's it's not not just uh, not just all one thing. I mean, there's definitely a lot of 
lot of variations. No. So, what? Go ahead. Sorry. No, nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Matt, like I said, he he's uh, he should be on next week. Um, we'll have a couple more regional winners, hopefully. Hopefully, I'll get James on. Uh, whenever I went to the Epic Loot Regional for X-Wing, I met a couple of listeners to the podcast. So if you guys are listening, welcome, or whatever. Uh, so Dark Jodo, you definitely do a great job. They they definitely <laughs> like listening. <laughs> and uh, they could definitely tell when this show had been edited and whenever uh, we just kind of threw what we did up. <laughs> so no, it's fun. I I will say there is a big difference. Sometimes we have seven or eight live listeners. Uh, today, I don't think we have any live listeners, which is weird. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but the live listeners, we do do a little bit of interaction with them, but they hear the edit unedited raw, and it it. It definitely doesn't sound the same. Uh, you'll, you'll, if you want to ask us questions, listen live. But otherwise, save yourself some time and wait till Dark Jodo edits the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys have any uh, closing thoughts or anything? No, I'm just loving the game. Here's the way it is. Um, to me, I've played Star Wars Nature for years. And after this weekend, I'm firmly in the camp that this, that Imperial Assault is better. And I'm a guy who has played competitive Star Wars matches for like 10 years now. And I love it. But to me, this game is superior. Just as I enjoy it, there's so many different layers and depths of of things you can do. I just love this game competitively. So, yeah. You know, then that's that's great. I mean, that's, I I really do love this game. I have a big passion for this game. Uh, Now, I don't know if you guys... I wanted to throw this out there, and this is going to be my research for the week. Uh, did you guys see that the UK had their nationals? Yeah. They did, yeah, I saw that, yeah. Now, do you guys know if they use the same map, maps or different maps? Oh, like, I don't know. I would assume so. they'd follow the same maps. Same I would, regional tournament I, rules. I'm pretty sure they did, too, since it was... Uh, the maps that were in the the rules, the tournament rules. So I'm pretty sure you're correct. Uh, But I do want to follow up and see, because I'm pretty sure whatever the UK Nationals does, the US Nationals will do as well. Yeah. 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 I can't see them switching up the the map list um, later on, because first of all, which of the which of the ten available maps now are they going to use? Are they going to use all ten? So people have to basically bring piles and piles of tiles with them, <laughs> and it takes forever to set up. <laughs> like they can't possibly do all ten maps. That that is twenty missions uh, for the national tournament at Gen Con. I just can't see that happening. Yeah, and so I, how I are they going to make that decision? And yeah. some of the some of the skirmish, you know, they're not they're not exactly balanced. <laughs> Right. Right. Uh, but I, I I do like some of them. Some of them are quite fun. Um, Haida mm-hmm. was definitely mentioning that the game is kind of stealing in the competitive event or in the competitive scene. But mm-hmm. there are only the three maps that we're playing. So unless we yeah. see some major changes, 
uh, like when this this new box set releases, Boba Fett comes out, which I assume should be available at Gen Con. So anybody oh, going out there, a yeah. uh, little a uh, little bit more incentive for you to get uh, my words are eating is a little incentive for anybody interested in the game to kind of show up for Gen Con. Should have yeah. a pretty good time. Are you guys uh, planning to go to Gen Con? Yeah, I'm already signed up for the national tournament. Yeah, for the Gen Con tournament, yeah, for sure. Saturday. I'm signed up, too! <laughs> I am procrastinating. I still need to sign up. <laughs> oh, so don't I'm trying to make it happen. <laughs> What's that? I'm trying to make it happen. Uh, I want to, for sure. But we'll right. see what happens. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um... Usually, whenever I go up, I, I went up last year. We rented a car, but I'm going to be trying to maybe try taking a bus down. My car's kind of a an old beat up car, so I want to try taking maybe a bus down. Try to save a little bit by not renting a car. So I'll figure out how that works. <laughs> uh, but Gen Con, if you guys can go, it, it's the best experience you'll ever have. I really like that I'll actually have a free day for Gen Con. Maybe a couple free days depending on if I get into the X-Wing region or X-Wing National Tournament, but I'll be in the Imperial Assault Regional. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully hey, everything um, goes If you're well. going to Gen Con, I would uh, suggest that if you are liking Imperial Assault, the Star Wars Mini Steamers um, is running a bunch of uh, forty-point Imperial Assault skirmish tournaments. Um, yes. And so there's there's a big event Saturday, but then there's also Thursday, Friday, and Sunday that they're running events too. There's two every day. Um, and so definitely uh, suggest that if you want. That's actually a good point. And I, one of the guys who runs it, uh, we have him on the show every once in a while, and he definitely speaks about it. And, uh, talks about how much of a good time, and there's going to be 3D pieces he'll have. <laughs> Uh, so all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, I've seen those, by the way, and they are gorgeous. Yeah, it's a good thing. You definitely want to go. There's good, there's, there's good price support for that, too. And only $10 a tournament is pretty good. So. There you go. Yeah. I mean, there, and there's not... I, I just want to say there are so many cool things at Gen Con. I mean, oh, man, I, I can't get over how big it is and how much fun it is. Oh, I, I agree 100%. It's really, really awesome, yeah. Well, um, I definitely hope you guys show up next week. Uh, you guys are both into I Command You are very, very, very big com- uh, contributors to it. Uh, there is no try. You do the you do the vassal. You make the vassal mm-hmm. mods and everything. And then right. Dark Jodo, you edit the shows, which might require a little bit more this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But, yeah, you guys are both great. Uh, definitely come on the show more often. Definitely miss both of you guys. For sure. Uh, do you guys have any closing thoughts? I know I asked this once, but uh, closing thoughts for sure this time. <laughs> I got it. No, I got it. It's great. Well, did. Well done. All right. Well, uh, until next time, this is I Command. I'm Tori Ease. Then both guests go ahead and exit out. You can introduce yourself or extradute yourself. I don't know. I don't know the terminology. <laughs> Extradute, <laughs> yeah. My name's Trevor Payton and there's no try. And I'm Dark Jodo.
All right, and do we have Johnny? No Johnny, but Johnny B eight one five is also with us. <laughs> all right, you guys all you guys all have a great day. You too. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, it's good to have both of you guys. Ending call. All right. I'm stopping the recording. There's Johnny. <laughs> You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your four oh one K and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.